This is Aftermath, bringing you the week that was Emmett. I am your track star's MMA correspondent, The Voice, with my main man in all his bearded splendor, or I should say all his follicled splendor, the bearded wonder himself, <laughs> Josh Musel. What's going on, sir? Not much, man. How you doing? Oh, man, I am doing all right, doing all right still. Um, yeah, just still kind of on a, a, a heavenly high from the ordination. I mean, the Lord has just been like opening up stuff all over the place for me since then, and I'm grateful. I just want to make sure that I am doing what I need to do as far as my prayer and study life and, and things of that nature so that I'm ready whenever uh, he says go. Amen, yeah. brother. Uh, how are things on your end? I know we talked not too long ago, and for those who uh, didn't catch it, jump on Facebook uh, on the Trackstar Sports page or join the Debate Fuel Facebook group and you will see the bearded wonder and your man, the voice covering uh, USC Boise, as well as Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Uh, we did that on Tuesday. Uh, so make sure you check that out. But yeah, how, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. Uh, you know, been uh, raining down here still, uh, basically all day, every day. So my job is wildland firefighting. Uh, so I haven't had to do any firefighting lately, but a lot of fence work, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> cool, cool. I guess the Lord said, don't, uh, don't worry about the fires. I, I got the fires. A hundred percent. Cool. Well, uh, where do you want to start? Uh, I don't know. We could start from newest to oldest, or we can start from oldest to newest. Because we uh, aren't covering uh, a million things today, which is kind of neat. I like the the double up this week, uh, able to kind of split it in half, and so uh, I don't know. We can do. Uh, well, the, the ball is right, in your court. Go. Hence the where. Let's we do. Uh, let's do some <laughs> PFL four. Let's start there. All right, PFL nice four. Fresh. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, we do have standings for the most part I think there's still a fight going on on Facebook and I didn't get to catch it in my preparation for this but we at least know the top seven uh, who are going to be going forward in the tournament to the playoffs in the featherweight division you got Steven Seiler uh, ranked number one with 12 points Lance Palmer's right behind him with nine and then you have three people at six. Boy, yeah, couldn't get a, a more uh, ominous number. But uh, <laughs> Andre Harrison, Seymour uh, Valuev, and Alexandra Almeida. Max Koga uh, snuck in with four points tonight. Uh, to or He got one point tonight and then three from the previous fight uh, with four at number six. 
uh, Nazarino. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but he got three points tonight. And then whoever wins between Lee Colville and Megamed uh, Idrisov or Idrisov. Yeah, something of that nature. Megamed. <laughs> That's all yes. you need to know. A Megamed. <laughs> then in the heavyweight division, Francis Marbajos won tonight. Uh, first round stoppage, uh, getting him 12 points. Right behind him is a mama's boy, Kelvin Tiller, who had a um, – he didn't have the head on choke. He had yes. a guillotine choke tonight over um, – uh, what is his name? Uh, Jerry Roshaw, who unfortunately made it on. I'm sorry. He is just boring as boring can be. His brother was so much uh, so much more exciting. I had such high hopes for Jerry when he first started fighting. But, oh, my goodness. If I don't have to see another Jerry Roshaw fight in my life, I will be a happy man. Uh, Philippe Lenz at eight points. Jack May with six points. Alex Nicholson with five Valdrin Isterefi, uh, who picked up five points tonight to get his way in. Jared Rochalt's got three, and then Josh the Cuddly Bear Copeland with three points as well. Um, so th- those are the standings right now. Uh, as far as PFL 4 is concerned, uh, which fights stood out to you? I mean, I know the stuff on NBC SN was nice. Mm-hmm. Every single fight, except for one, ended in a stoppage. Now, let me not say that it was nice, because honestly, I was bored to tears with the Palmer-Tershoon fight. It wasn't until he got the neck, the uh, face crank there at the end to, to seal the deal. It was like, ooh, yeah, okay, it's a stoppage. Great. Thank you. Put me out of my misery, because I was barely paying attention uh but yeah you had so much stuff going on where what stands out most to um as far as uh really good fights it was actually the only one that did not get a stoppage though i did find it entertaining i have really come to enjoy watching andre harrison fight um even though Mm -hmm. it went the distance i mean it wasn't a point fight style i mean he was fighting an opponent uh, that, to his credit, is darn near impossible to stop. Um, and he caught yeah. some just gnarly shots and just kept, uh, I wouldn't say moving forward, but he never really backed away. He never, he would trade. When he got really hurt at one point, he was throwing back, which caused Harrison to have to step out, um, you know, for fear of getting caught himself. Uh, that was really a good fight. I'm very interested in, uh, I think it was brought up in the broadcast, something that's very interesting due to this format is that Andre Harrison has won both of his fights and he's won both of his fights dominantly, but he's won two decisions. So he'll be walking in with only mm-hmm. six points. And I believe they brought it up in the pot. I mean, in the broadcast where somebody that's high ranking you know, that that's seated high. It's actually going to have <laughs> to fight this, this young man who's not necessary. Who's not a slouch by any means is a very, very good fighter, honestly. And if not for the point system, one of the more dominant fighters in PFL right now, and somebody's going to have to face him oh, due yeah. to this point system, uh, which I think th- is not something I necessarily thought of at the beginning. Um, you know, typically I was thinking these dominant fighters are going to get these this high level. They're going to get to fight the guy that sneaks in. 
Um, but here you have a really, really, really good fighter that I, w- I don't want to say snuck in, but didn't have this first round knockout or first round submission. And is going to be facing one of those guys that got one of those quick fights. Um, so I think that really is going to cause a shakeup uh, based off of seeding, not necessarily the fighters' names, but based off of seeding, I think you might see a seven upset um, just in number value alone, um, because really your, your seventh ranked fighter, your fifth ranked fighter is actually really closer to your number one ranked in any other, uh, promotion, if you will. So I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Well, for, yeah, it, it was, it would have been very interesting. Uh, fortunately with the way that things shook out Harrison, depending on how, um, how that other fight ends, Harrison is going to be either ranked number third or number oh, okay. fourth. So uh, he, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, he'll probably have a Steven Siler or a Lance Palmer or someone of that nature. And um, if you aren't familiar with the, and this is for all fight fans, if you if you didn't keep up with the WSOF, which was what the PFL was formerly, uh, Harrison was their last champion. Mm-hmm. So he's beaten pretty much everybody that the PFL had, well, that WSOF had to offer and a bunch of people that are in the PFL now. I believe he beat Lance Palmer. Uh, I forget who he beat for the bill. I want to say it was Lance Palmer. So, uh, yeah, he's no joke. And even though he has those two uh, very dominant victories, uh, Fortunately for those at the top, it looks like they'll have to face them a little later on in the standings. I'm still interested in saying how this is going to work because both the quarter and semifinal fights will be fought in the same night, which makes no sense to me, but um, we'll see how things work out. That's I didn't know that we'll either. see how things work out. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be both fought in the same night, like a uh, two-round fight, and then turn around and have another um two or three round fight it is it's crazy this is where it really really gets nuts as far as the pfl is concerned um i would think that it would have made more sense to stretch it out over a little bit of time but hey they're tinkering with it we'll see what happens and we'll see how things go because all of the um championship fights will take place on december 31st in New York City. Uh, so that that's going to be really interesting. Uh, and they won't have to fight again until October. So they've got plenty of time to get their bodies healed and rested before having to do this marathon of fights. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, and I agree. That, that fight really did stand out because Harrison... Uh, now, the first fight he had, uh, it was okay. But this fight, I mean, he really really brought it uh round two he was definitely trying to pick up five points but uh Nazaro's chin was just uh uh and I keep saying Nazaro's Nazarino uh yeah his his chin was really really strong and, and kept him uh but yeah everything else ended um and yeah that it was it was good um now you <laughs> t- text me about the Lance Nicholson fight I happen to be on my grandfatherly birthday duties, so uh, I missed that fight, and I missed the uh, the Siler 
victory over uh, Alexandra Almeida. But you thought that the Nicholson fight should have been stopped a little sooner. Uh, also, uh, Hammer Fist, that caused that fight to be uh, ended, kind of like those two fights in Boise, and more so like the one uh, between Randy Brown and Nico Price. Uh, so, yeah, so talk a little well, bit. Well, I had on the, the – it's interesting because the, the, those two fights that you missed, I believe were both refereed by um, Dan Mergliata, who is – I believe is is a very good official, um, the guy that has been a staple in, in MMA for, for quite some time. Um, and with the Agreed. absence – yes, with, the in the best. absence of John McCarthy, I mean, he's really become, you know, one, one of the, the, the marquee – names along with you know herb dean or uh, jason herzog but regardless um in this fight with felipe Lenz and alex nicholson if you didn't can't get a chance to watch the fight first of all it was a great fight i mean uh the first round started a little slow it was a little bit of respect between the two guys and nicholson really kind of started teeing off um it was landing those punches again just the athleticism for a bigger guy um is just ridiculous he's the one that had the the highlight flying knee ko in the first in, in his first fight. Um, second round comes out. Right. He hurts Lens again. Uh, and then he, he starts to really start rushing in early. Uh, I mean, like running across the cage to, to get to Lens. Um, and Lens would just, you know, put his back on the cage and just throw, hoping to catch. And uh, this happened about two times where Nicholson would hurt Felipe Lens. Lens would kind of start to backpedal. Nicholson would chase. And the second or third time that he did that, he got clipped. And, you know, kind of got those, you know, spaghetti legs where, uh, you know, you can't, it's hard to stand. And he got hit again. Well, when Nicholson went down, Lynn started dropping hammer fists. I actually thought the fight was stopped early. And I understand why it was stopped. I mean, I'm not, again, not saying that it was a bad stoppage. I totally understand because in the moment, uh, watching it live, it looks like he's just raining these hammer fists down and just doing additional damage. Nicholson's not really, uh, what most of us would assume is intent intelligently defending himself. And then they showed a different angle. Um, and this one, I even watching, I thought it was slightly early because it didn't look like Nicholson was even that rocked. I mean, it was immediate. As soon as the fight was over, he's like, what are you talking about? And he stood up, he's talking to him. Um, but when you show, saw the other angle, uh, the reason it was, I thought that it was stopped early is that Nicholson had his arm, his left arm or his right arm up over his head. And every hammer fist was hitting Nicholson's forearm nothing got through to his head not a single one all five six seven shots were just hitting his arm nothing made it to his head um and so I don't think he was he wasn't changing his position because he was he was just I mean the guy was you know Linz was wearing himself out I thought it was a slightly early stoppage um I don't think it actually affected anything I still think Nicholson made it in um because he had the the five points um, but I thought it was slightly early <laughs> again, not necessarily bad. The second one though, <laughs> uh, that one was tough. That was a 40 something second fight. Uh, let me 34 second fight. 35 yeah, seconds. Go. Yeah. 35 and, seconds. Um, again, I want to say it was, it was Dan again. That was, uh, the referee and he called it off due to guillotine. And I think he thought that Almeida lost consciousness is the only thing I can think of. Cause he was in a guillotine choke. It didn't look 
incredibly deep. It was in there, but it was enough that Almeida was postured up high enough. You could see, um, I always just watching the groundwork. A lot of times you can tell if a guillotine's in solid because the whole head and neck is stuck under the arm. You could see the top of Almeida's spine, which is typically you're postured up enough to, uh, to breathe, um, uh, which isn't something that would mm-hmm. submit you. And the part that, that, really confused everybody and even confused the fighters. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, Um, Dan calls the fight off when Almeida kind of rolls to his right. Again, I can understand from the outside looking in why you would think that he lost consciousness because he puts his shoulder to the mat, kind of rolls to the right. Looks like, you know, I would have lost consciousness, but if you're paying attention to his entire body, you actually see that he tucks, uh, Siler's legs between his legs and crosses his legs as he rolls to the right. So he more loses his balance because uh, he can't stay up because he's trying to use that leg to create additional um, force so he can push himself up higher. And <laughs> Dan steps in and stops the fight. And it was very confusing 30 seconds because Siler's not sure Almeida's still trying to actually keep, but he's actually trying to change positions and advance the position. Um, Siler actually looks up at Dan and goes, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And he finally calls it off. It was very <laughs> confusing. Um, even Siler th- says that he was, he does not think that Almeida went out. He thinks that he was in a better position. He was just more hopefully holding on to that choke, hoping that he could get better position to slide it in deeper. Um, he even said, this is not how I want to win. I mean, obviously I enjoy the fact that I got a 32nd win. He got the, the six points, but, um, uh, it was very interesting because it was just back-to-back uh, stoppages that I thought were uh, were a little early. Um, and it's just the only reason I really brought it up is because the last couple times we've watched PFL, it seemed like stoppages have come incredibly late. Um, and I mm-hmm. almost wonder if there's not been something. So I think we even mentioned that last time that somebody was called. Uh, I forget the ref. It was the, the, the referee that we weren't even sure exactly what his name was. I couldn't remember him that he let the one guy get choked out for an additional like 15 seconds or something crazy. And then he had the early call on, I forget the fighter um, that never tapped. And he said that he tapped. Um, I wonder if that's not a, yeah. Um, uh, anything. Jason yes. Hi, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if there's not been something said to these, these officials that, Hey, these guys have to fight again quickly. Um, make sure that, that they're not going to take a ton of additional damage. Um, because I think that really can play into this format and really can, I mean, cause you're talking about stop and fight I, just to give a, a frame of reference for the Nicholson fight, the amount of damage or even hammer fist or anything that Alex Nicholson was taking is the pales in comparison to the two Dana white contender series fights that happened on, on Tuesday night. If that gives any frame of reference, like the ones for the contender series were fun pound and pound to try to finish the fight than what I saw for Nicholson. Those two were not stopped. Mm. This one was. <laughs> so I, I wonder if, if it's not a promotional well, thing that, Hey, you know, there's a slower turnaround. Um, you're not necessarily fighting for contracts. I can also see that for the contender series. Uh, but that could really come into play for these guys that uh, if they hit the ground then they need to be very conscious and cognizant of changing positions and showing intelligent defense and not um, necessarily just covering up, even though Nicholson, in my opinion, was well covered up, was not taking any damage at all. Uh, it was just trying to weather the storm because Linz was already tired, already shaking a little bit himself. 
was probably going to punch himself out the second, and that could have changed the complexity of that entire fight. Okay, well, we're going to move on to uh, one championship of fighting because we've been talking about uh, the wonderful PFL for about 20 minutes now, so we're going to move things on. I'll say this, though, about that. It, it just depends on the angle. I know the highlights that I saw, it looked like Nicholson took too much damage. It looked like he was out after the second hammer fist, and maybe the others woke him up, uh, but it, it all depends on the angle. I know it was trending on Twitter, and that's how I was able to see it, and uh, yeah. It it didn't look like it was out of it to me, and unfortunately, like you said, he's got the five points, so he's still on to yeah. the next round. Alright, speaking of some phenomenal stoppages that took place, but were timely, one championship pursuit of power in Kuala Lumpur. Oh my goodness. Uh, Allegan, the alligator Thani got Thumped, KO'd by Sebastian Kadastan. Luis Santos got utterly destroyed by Tyler McGuire. Uh, one doesn't normally call out the scores for them, but uh, it feels like there was at least a round or so that probably should have been um, a 10-8 round for McGuire's utter domination. And then the possible... Uh, submission of the year definitely unless something just absolutely stupid happens between now and the end of the month will probably be the submission of the month and again even if not definitely in the running for submission of the year Ariel Sexton with the reverse triangle to the Americana oh my goodness people have been talking or I should say MMA junkie leading up to the fight had a couple articles about him. He trains, I want to say, with Henzo Gracie. And I saw them. I was like, uh, but for one, I'm I'm only really dealing with the main and co-main. You know, I'm trying not to go too deep because we have so many things to cover. But man, that was phenomenal. Yeah, you sent me that text uh, a couple yeah. nights ago. Um, because again, that's one promotion that uh just you talk about it all the time. I, I always tell myself I'm going to watch. I think you even said something about it. If it wasn't on so early, uh, more people would get a chance to watch it. But when you sent me the highlight, yeah, that li- was, li- oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, that was phenomenal. People are literally <laughs> and figuratively sleeping on one. Uh, and it's just because of when it comes on. I think when they work out the playback portion of it, then people will be more uh, – more apt to watch it. Making it available to everyone is great. And I know today they had some like contender series kind of deal going on. Rich Franklin's one warrior champion, something or other. And uh, when it was time for the results, normally when you hit that button, it just gives the results. But today it actually still had the fight in queue. So maybe, uh, maybe they're learning from, the feedback they're getting about it and, and making that available. Cause again, if it's available like that and I can watch it when I wake up, even if uh, I have the results, cause you know, that happens with fight pass and some other things too. I will go and watch the fights that, uh, that have made some noise. And I'm just glad that they put that information out there. Cause yeah, aerial sex is a beast and someone definitely to be on the lookout for. All right. 
let's talk about uh, one of our favorite promotions, Bellator. Uh, why don't we start with 202? You had uh, Julia Budd defeating uh, Talia or Talita Noguera in the third round by KO, which is a really dominant victory for her. Uh, Michael Mayday McDonald brought the thunder on uh, Dudu Dantes with five, 58 seconds left in the first round. Unfortunately, he hurt his hand, and who knows what's going to be next for Mr. Mayday. Chris Honeycutt, 30-25 on all cards versus Leo Leite and Valentin Moldovsky. Woo! Nailed it. Moldovsky stopped Ernest James via strikes in round two. Uh, what about that card stood out most? Um, honestly, and I know it's some, somebody we've talked about, uh, I think, a few different times looking for potential MVP uh, matchups in cr- the Chris Honeycutt fight. Um, man, hmm. that was dominant. Uh, I actually had on my card a 30-25, and I didn't think it was even particularly a question um, to see all three judges score it that way. It was super dominant. The striking looked really good again. Um, the, the takedown defense, uh, the, the, uh, the submission, uh, defense, um, was just really well. I know in early in the first round, uh, Leo got Honeycutt's back and he did that kind of his signature where he just stands up and kind of side straddles the, uh, the cage to keep you from making any advancing, um, just a strong, strong, strong wrestler and his striking just getting really better. Um, really like that fight. I did want to also mention that in that McDonald Dantes fight, um, Dudu Dantes mm-hmm. also uh, came away with an injury uh, with, Ooh, with yes, his leg, and um, it was initially reported as it was a relatively clean break and it would heal on its own. When he went home, I think that doctors have relooked at it and he will have surgery on it. Um, so uh, his his time table uh i don't know when he'll come back but uh you know obviously prayers for both guys <laughs> um coming away with injuries right. i know mcdonald um has been has been pretty vocal about his faith even uh talking about uh, his hand injury um saying that he's not entirely sure where he's gonna go um and i can't blame him i mean he he couldn't have only thrown but three punches and and rebroke that hand um definitely something he needs to consider moving forward but uh Honestly, uh, both main cards for both Bellator events were phenomenal. The one that I, I just, the fight I enjoyed the absolute most was that Honeycutt fight. Again, uh, I believe the only one on the main card that went to decision, <laughs> but um, again, just a yeah, dominant performance in a, in a fighter that I personally really like in Bellator. Um, and just, it's, it was just really good to see him uh, really just have that dominant performance, both on the ground, standing, able to, to, to avoid any takedowns and in, in uh, uh, anything like that. So that was probably my uh, highlight fight. All right. And I know you said something about MVP uh, before. Honeycutt's at 185. Uh, so I guess when, when they get done with the welterweight tournament and wind up putting together a middleweight tournament, then uh, he'll be in with that. I mean, someone, or I should say a couple – really rising stars for Bellator at that weight division or Honeycutt as well as uh, Rafael Lovato. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so 
looks like they may be on a collision oh, yeah. course. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. All right, Bellator 203, which took place in Rome, Italy. I talked about this on the main card and how uh, the city of Rome and their athletic commission specifically is courting Bellator to hold an event in the Coliseum, which would be, oh my goodness, that would be I'm speechless. That's how it would be. I'm speechless. And in the main card, I said that Bellator would be the best organization to do that. One, this is about the fourth or sixth fight somewhere in there that they've had in Italy since like 2016. They've been to Italy quite a bit. On top of that, though, Bellator, who uh, when... Bjorn Redney started it. He chose the name Bellator because it means warrior in Latin. So, hey, no no better organization to fight in the Coliseum than Bellator. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Like Bellator 202, much of, not just much of, the whole MMA card for Bellator 203 stopped in the first round. The main card, all of them stopped within about a minute left of the first round. You have uh, Alan Amadowski nailed it again. Listen, <laughs> the boy with these um, these pronunciations. He KO'd Connor's teammate Will Flurry with one thirty nine left in round one. Vaso Bakovic, yeah, I'm, I don't know about that one. It doesn't matter. He got. KO spinning back kick KO uh, by Andre Kurishkov, who will be in the welterweight Grand uh, Prix. Alexio Sakara uh, defeated Jamie Sloan TKO at one nineteen. Uh, put and the only one that went the distance uh, was a split decision between the champion Patricio. See, that's what I get for being. Oh, uh, look at me. And one I've said a million times over, Patricio uh, Pitbull picked up the split decision win versus Daniel Weishel. Um, what were your, what, one, what was your thought on the split decision call? And then what stood out most to you about this car? Um, as far as a split decision, uh, I really didn't. I liked both 47, 48, um, one for each fighter. Uh, I thought it was more than fair. Um, the one I was a little, I wasn't sure on was the 49, 46. Um, I, I thought that it was pretty evenly split. I know that, uh, I think the first round, oh, again, I don't have notes on it cause I was, I was at the beach that day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I did get a chance to watch this fight. Um, and I want to say it was the first round uh, was kind of the toss-up round. And then I think the what, second and fourth were very clearly for Patricio. And then third and fifth, I think you could have given to Vaishal. Um But either way, it was, it was a good fight, good back-and-forth fight um, from both guys. Uh, it kind of it lived up to the moniker that, uh, it, that they had kind of talking into it because the, the, the first fight that they had was um, – that epic comeback by Pitbull after steamingly yes. getting knocked out right at the bell and then coming back 
and really just getting pounded on again for the first, you know, couple seconds, the second round before he unloaded and, and was able to knock out Beichel. But um, really a good fight as far as the card in general. Um, holy smokes, I, I feel like I, I thought I got back from the beach um, pretty early. And, and I did get back hmm. from the beach pretty early um, this, this particular time. And I turned on the TV thinking I could catch at least half of the card. And I already watched Patricio Pitbull walking down uh, – to, to, to the or to the ring and I went what is going on did they just skip the other fights and I had to I pulled it up really quick on uh, MMA fighting and realized that all the fights were done in the first round and relatively early in the first round so uh, right. a very fast card very exciting I got a chance to go back and watch it it took you know all of 15 minutes to watch everything <laughs> but the title fight um but there was some really good stuff in there. The prelims um, were also pretty entertaining. Um, I do not have his name offhand, and I already apologize for that. But the young man that was supposed to be on the main card, and he got slotted in as the last prelim. Uh, I'm trying to find his name. I got it written down here. Uh, Mart Martignoni? Marti- I don't know how to say his name. Uh, but he had the KO head kick at six seconds. So I wanted to kind of throw that yes. out there because I believe that is tied for the fastest knockout in Bellator history. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I could be wrong on that little stat nugget, but I thought I'd seen that. Uh, even though it wasn't televised, uh, six-second knockout. I thought that was kind of – that just – I mean, that's really – I mean, that explains everything that happened on the card. Um, all of them were great. The uh, Korshkov fight was amazing. Um, getting a chance that you mentioned that he's going to be in the welterweight Grand Prix. I thought that was really cool. Um, really, really yes. putting the, 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 the other contestants <laughs> on alert a little bit. Um, really a great fighter um, that lost to really two very good champions, I believe, are his only two losses. Um, so this is a, a guy to kind of pay attention to walking into this welterweight Grand Prix. Yeah, and and on top of that, um, he's taking on Lima again. All right, that's what you get when you try to do research while podcasting. Uh, you lose connect. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to leave my phone alone. Um, but yes, we were talking about Andre Korshkov entering the uh, Bellator welterweight Grand Prix. His first match will be a rubber match against Douglas Lima. He knocked Lima out the first time, second time. He uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how the third fight turns out. Uh, well, that pretty much is doing it for, I was going to call it the wrong name, Aftermath. Aftermath. <laughs> yes, Aftermath. <laughs> um, next week is a light week. We've got the uh, Tuesday Night Contender Series. You have UFC on Fox. I believe it's 30. Uh, but outside of that, not much uh, to cover from the main uh, promotions perspective. Uh, anything for the fight fans before we bid them a fond farewell? Uh, no, sir. Just the same stuff I say every time. 
if you are a fan of mixed martial arts, um, try to branch out to these different promotions, these PFLs, uh, Bellator, uh, one championship, uh, as you talk about all the time. Um, it really, it really just helps in watching these things. You get to see a lot of, uh, different approaches, a lot of different styles, and frankly, a lot of really good fighters, um, that don't yes. get the attention because they don't, uh, fight under the UFC, um, banner. You don't have to be like a super crazy fan. Like you might think everybody else is that watches these. It's just a great time to watch fights. Um, a lot of these are, are free to watch Bellator's on um, Paramount network, one championship. You can download the app. Um, I mean, they're, they're all right there. So I highly encourage, oh, and uh, PFL's NBC Sports Network and Facebook Watch. You're yep. already on Facebook anyway. Might as well catch a couple of good Might fights. Might as well watch. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, that's, I just want to leave that with you guys again. Um, same thing I try to say every time, but definitely don't, uh, don't just miss it just because it's not necessarily UFC. Really good fighters out there. Exactly. You very well may be miss, missing out on some of the best in MMA by only watching the UFC, though that's where the best fighters, quote-unquote, are, or that's what's advertised. You just never know what you're going to see if you only keep your eyes and your focus on UFC. And if you want to know more about the different promotions, just keep listening to Aftermath, and the MMA main card, and we will keep you up to date with all the goings on in martial arts. That's right. I mean, mixed martial arts uh, and a little bit of boxing, too. We try not to discriminate. Show love to everyone that we can. Um, and until next time, this has been Aftermath, your week that was in MMA. I'm your man, The Voice, my main man, The the follically uh, flowing, yeah, uh, bearded wonder, Josh Moosel, uh, until they square off again next time, fight the good fight.